so I am continuing the story from where I left. There were only five days left for the board exams to begin. So now Kanika, Veda, and Ron were free for few days. Three of them were at Ron's apartment, having coffee and discussing about the Sankalp students. Then suddenly there was a loud knock on the door. One minute called out Ron as he hurried to the door. It was Kajol. She had a bruise on her forehead, dirt on her clothes and her face, her hair dishevelled and her right arm bleeding, and tears in her eyes. Oh, good lord, what happened? Ron asked Kajol. She was breathing hard and she couldn't speak. Oh my god, come inside Kajol, come sit, said Veda. Ron rushed to the kitchen to get first aid box. What happened Kajol? Are you okay? Drink this, said Kanika as she held the glass to girl's mouth. Didi, Sanju, Agni, stop him, Kajol managed to say, the words stumbling out in disjointed fragments. Listen Kajol, please take deep breaths and calm down. You have to tell us what happened so we can understand, said Kanika. Didi, Sanju said he is getting the question paper from Agni. Who is Agni? asked Kanika. Bad man Didi, he is very bad man. The hotel Sanju works in, it is owned by Venkat Rav. He is from Agni's gang Didi. They are gundas, Kajol said. Her arm had begun to hurt again. Kanika, Veda and Ron looked puzzled. Who was this Agni? And why would he have the question paper? And what happened to Kajol's arm? These questions raced raced through their minds. Kajol, what happened to your arm? You seem to be badly hurt, Ron said. Paining bhaiya, very bad pain. I tried to stop Sanju, but he pushed me aside. He fought with me bhaiya, said Kajol. Did you fall down and hurt your arm? Veda asked. I fell and there was a cycle parked on the side. My leg hit the cycle and cycle fell on my arm, said Kajol. But Kajol, why will this Agni have the question paper and why will he give it to Sanju? Ron asked. He sells it, bhaiya. Question paper leaking. It is a business for him and Sanju went to buy it. Didi, stop Sanju fast. Agni, he, he is not a good man, said Kajol. Let's first get some first aid for you. We need to take you to the hospital. Your arm, it looks pretty bad, said Ron. Ron, Kanika and Veda took Kajol to the hospital. In the cab, Kajol told them the whole story. In the hospital, doctor examined Kajol's arm and said it was a fracture and that Kajol would need a cast. Oh no doctor, she has her board exams in 5 days. Will she be able to write them? asked Kanika. 5 days? No, no, her arm will be in a cast. She will need about 6 to 8 weeks uh, at least for this to completely heal, he said. Didi, board exam, Kajol said with teary eyes. It is, it's, it's okay, we will do something, said Kanika. What Didi, what can we do, asked Kajol. Kanika didn't know, have any answers. Ron and Veda didn't know what to say either. They looked at Kajol helplessly. Didi, I will not be able to give the exams, said Kajol. We will see, said Kanika. How, Didi? 
asked Kajol between sobs. Have patience, dear, and a little faith, said Kanika. Didi, money for the hospital. Thank you for paying. I will pay you back, Didi, said Kajol. She remembered that Kanika and Veda had paid for everything. Kajol, don't even worry about it, said Veda, and Kanika agreed with her. What do we do about Sanju? asked Kajol. I think the best we can do is to inform his father, Kanika said. No, Didi, his father hits him with a belt. And one more thing, Didi, Sanju, Sanju stole money from his father, Didi. His father was going to buy new seat cover for his auto rickshaw. So he had the money at home and Sanju stole it, Didi. He told me. He said he would get the question paper. Then he would make photocopies, sell them and earn, the back, earn back the money, said Kajol. Good Lord, exclaimed Ron. Kanika took a minute to absorb this information. She was not sure what to do about Sanju. She decided she would focus on Kajal first. Listen Kajol, I am going to see what can be done about your exam, okay? We have, we have all put in a, such a lot of efforts and we can't let it go to waste. I will tell you tomorrow about it. And about Sanju, let's wait and see. Maybe he has changed his mind or he might not have been able to meet Agni. Now you go home and take your medicines, said Kanika. Kajol went to her home and Veda was distressed at the turn of events and so were Ron and Kanika. Then they all went to their homes. Next morning, Ron, Kanika and Veda went to the Department of Education offices. There they met Deputy Director Mr. Palekar and made him understand what happened with Kajol and she is a bright student. If she can't give exam this year, her whole year will be wasted. Mr. Palekal was a pleasant and helpful man. He gave them a suggestion that Kajol can have a scribe and told them they have rules for taking a scribe. The rules specify that scribe has to be two classes lower than the student. Kanika, Veda and Ron were grateful for Mr. Palekal's suggestion. They arranged a class 8 scribe from Sankalp. And when they told Kajol about this, Kajol was so happy and now Kajol would be able to give the exams. Next morning, Kajol came to Veda's house and told her that Sanju has not come to home since yesterday. Oh God, said Veda, let's go and tell Kanika, we will figure out what to do. They went to Kanika's home and told her all this. Then Kanika, Ron, Veda and Kajol went to the hotel where Sanju worked and they asked Vijay, a worker at hotel, where, where Sanju is. He didn't turn up for work. I don't know where he is, said Vijay. He was afraid of seeing talking to them. It was obvious that he knew definitely something about Sanju. Then Kanika bribed him and told him to tell everything. Then they all met a coffee shop and Kanika sent Kajol home. At coffee shop, Vijay told everything. What was the procedure of paper leaking, who, who does it and how, where Sanju could be and what could happen with him. Kanika, Ron and Veda went to the place Vijay told them. When they reached there, a barren ground only sparsely populated with some shrubs which were more brown than green stretched endlessly in front of them. 
to their right was a railway platform which was more deserted at the end of railway tracks there were large railway sheds they continued to walk they pushed their doors of go down trying hard to find sanju then they spotted an old man lying under an asbestos sheet they asked him about sanju that man told them about sanju that the boy came here for set, uh, for uh, for getting question papers but he had only 6000 rupees and the price of question paper was 10000 and he tried to stole question paper so they the man uh, the goons ran behind him with sticks and beat him badly i don't know what happened after that where is sanju now they asked he told him he told them he doesn't know because he was not there then ron kanika and veda separated in different directions shouting sanju sanju but there was no reply suddenly there was a whisper ron bhaiya it was sanju ron had found him oh my god sanju he exclaimed as he climbed onto the wagon sanju lay huddled in a dark corner a gaping wound on his forehead he was shivering there was a pool of blood beneath his head one of his eyes was swollen and he could barely open it a trail of blood from his nostril had caked up his left cheek had swollen up like a balloon there were bruises on his arms shoulders and legs too every part of his body was hurt kanika veda hurry up i found sanju ron yelled kanika and veda couldn't believe their eyes sanju's face was an unrecognizable mess of blood and dirt he had been beaten mercilessly they got him to the hospital as soon as they could the attendants came immediately and wheeled sanju in icu and receptionist asked them about his parents please go ahead doctor and do whatever needs to be done we will get his parents said kanika kanika stayed back at the hospital and veda ron went to the sitawadi to get sanju's father they told him that he is admitted in the hospital and is in icu and they tried to pacify him none of them were allowed to meet sanju but they could peep through the little glass window in the door of icu when jadav saw sanju in icu through window he was shaken so were veda and ron he looked frail and helpless it was a frightening sight there were tubes coming out from all over the body veda told kanika and ron to grab something to eat they had not eaten anything would you like some coffee veda asked jadav but he shook his head veda was waiting with jadav while kanika and ron went to the cafeteria sister sister i am that boy's father can i go inside and see him jadav asked a nurse normally we don't allow anyone in icu but since you requested we are letting you in 2 minutes only okay the nurse warned him as he went inside sanju sanju beta said jadav sanju felt a palm on his head he tried to open his eyes his head throbbed with pain could it be his father sanju felt a cold calmy sensation in his heart sanju shivered in fright as he remembered the money he had stolen and now lost then the sequence a uh, sequence of events came to his mind and how brutally he was beaten even in the dazed state one of the one part of sanju's brain worked hard 
he had to come up with an explanation for the missing money before his father asked sanju why why did you his father was asking veda didi she she told me to she told me to question paper we we can buy i i wanted to do do business sanju said words coming out slowly what they told you to buy it jadav asked shocked the effect of seeing his father and recollecting chain of events caused sanju's blood pressure and his heart beats to rise immediately setting off the monitor the nurse rushed in hearing sound enough visiting time is over please wait outside the patient needs to rest she shooed jadav out jadav came out of icu and spotted veda kanika and ron how is he asked kanika what kind of teachers are you jadav yelled Shh, silence this is a hospital a nurse passing by told him but jadav didn't keep quiet you are doing a question paper business he demanded angrily what of course not said veda shocked at this incident what madam you are acting all innocent now because my son got beaten up didn't you tell him to go and buy the question paper you come outside we will talk said jadav look you are mistaken i didn't know such thing said veda firmly why are you pretending madam i might be uneducated but i am not a fool jadav said Listen bhaiya we never do such a thing why will we ask our students to buy question papers we are the ones teaching them coaching them and we will be the happiest to see them succeed do you see ron here he has come all the way from england and he is spending time with children like sanju to teach do you understand why would we ever do so kanika explained in a calm voice but jadav he was not in a mood to listen he was belligerent He shook his fist at Veda and said, "So you think I should believe you that you do it out of goodness of your heart? You think I'm such an ullu? You don't get anything out of it. Explain." "Good Lord," said Veda. "And Sanju told me himself just now he told me," Jadav continued. "What? What did Sanju tell you?" Veda asked, shocked. "That you told him to buy question papers." I'm telling you I didn't do any such thing don't you understand veda said but before they could argue any further there was a flurry of activity a nurse ran out of icu saying call the doctor call the doctor it's an emergency and then three doctors rushed to the icu they all seemed to be frantically doing something it was like watching a silent movie where you saw actions but you didn't hear any sounds It was Veda who knew it was over before the others did. She saw doctors moving away from Sanju and the nurse removing oxygen mask as well as other tubes that had been attaching to his body. Veda knew what the doctors would say. We couldn't save him. The internal lacerations were too many. His lungs failed. So sorry, said senior doctor. Jadav stood and stared, not entirely understanding the doctor. he couldn't believe what he was hearing doctor please please save him he 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 is only 15 his exams doctor he is a good boy doctor he was rambling on meaninglessly the doctor patted his hand and walked away his sanju was gone 
He sat down on the floor, his head in his hands. Veda couldn't speak. There was a lump in her throat. She put her hands to her lips and stood silently, leaning against the wall. Jadav held Sanju's lifeless hands and wept, saying over and over, Mera beta, mera beta. There are some formalities before you can take the body. Please complete them, said the nurse to Kanika. Kanika nodded. And then Jadav and Kanika walked towards the administration department to, cl- to clear the dues and claim the body. Sanju's body was taken to his home in an ambulance. The funeral was to take place by 11 the next morning. Almost whole of the Sitawadi, Jadav's relatives, Kanika, Veda, Ron, Arpana and the other staff members at Sankalp had turned up to pay their final respects to Sanju. The worst thing about Sanju's death was the timing. The board exams were to start the next day and Kanika had called all the students to Sankalp for a bi-final briefing at 4 p.m. After the body was taken away, there was nothing left to do and people started leaving in groups. The Sankalp staff too left with Veda, Ron and Kanika. Do you think I should cancel today's briefing? Kanika asked Aparna as they walked out. For Kanika, each step she took needed a supreme effort. One part of her just wanted to curl up into a bowl and stay in the comfort of of her home. She was not ready to face the world. Yet another part of her reminded her of her duties toward the other children who would be taking the board exams. I think you should definitely address them today. It is especially important after what has happened. They are already in complete shock. We have to help them cope and deal with it. They need motivation and advice. So please don't cancel it, Aparna said. Kanika nodded. Aparna was right. She needed to motivate the other children. It was the most difficult speech she had ever given. Ron and Veda stood next to her as she addressed all the students who were to give the exams next day. Children, let's observe a two-minute silence for Sanju. Please remember him in your prayers, she said. Everyone stood with their heads bowed. Kanika went on to say that it was a big tragedy that they had lost Sanju. She said that in life sometimes unexpected things happened. We don't have any control over what happens and some outcomes are not in our hands. All we can do is put in our best efforts. After that, we have just to leave it. Have all of you prepared well? She asked. Yes, they replied collectively. Good, you must remember that you have worked hard the whole year. That should not go to waste. No matter what happens, we must go on. We feel bad, no doubt, but don't let sadness affect your work. When you focus on the exam, you should forget about everything else and everybody else. Just look at what is in front of you. Take a deep breath and write. Will you all do that? She asked. Yes, Didi, we will, they said. Kanika told them that any time they needed help, the three of them, Ron Bhaiya, Veda Didi as well as herself, would be available at Sankalp at the usual hours. As the summer camp for the younger children would begin the next day. She told them they could come any time if they needed clarifications on anything they had learnt so far. All the best then, said Kanika. 
Ron and Veda too wished the children the very best. Then they stood by and watched the children leave. All charged up to take the exams next day. That was a powerful talk you gave," said Ron. "There is only one problem with it," said Kanika. "What?" Ron asked. "I am not able to follow my own advice," Kanika sighed and said. "Will everything be normal now, or something drastic has to happen?" Said. "Stay tuned for the last podcast of Rule Breakers book." Thank you so much guys for listening to me.